Right. Hello and welcome to episode six of the uh, Collins Punk Rock World podcast. I'm Colin from Collins Punk Rock World and CPRW Records. Today I'm joined once again by Lara and returning to the podcast are Robin and Brett who have kindly interrupted their holiday to join us today. Uh, like yesterday they did a bungee jump off the world's tallest bridge which terrifies me even thinking about it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, like before we start, like how, how, how was that? Why oh, would you do amazing. that to yourself? <laughs> it's been it's been one of the things that I've wanted to do for a long time now. I jumped off. Uh, I did my first bungee in Soweto in Joburg uh, a couple of years ago, and since then I've just wanted to do it over and over again. Um, and because Blow Crowds Bridge in the Tsukama is the highest suspension bridge bungee bungee in the world. Like, it's just been something that I want to do. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? And so, me. Yeah. He convinced, and he convinced me. And I convinced me. to do it with me. Yeah, yeah I, I got to go first, and then, and then I got I to, to go watch last. Robin, and then I got to watch Robin do it himself. It was, it was amazing. It's an amazing experience. Do you, know what, do you know what it is? Is when you first jump, your body goes, oh, my gosh, I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just are like, oh, no, I'm good. This feels amazing and then you stop because you're attached to something yeah and then a very kind gentleman will come and pull you up again so that you don't hang there forever so yeah. overall i would recommend even Great though experience. it is quite scary oh my um, gosh i don't think i could even get like to the starting point of that <laughs> and you've got like this you've got like a couple of mountains i'm in wales you've got quite a few mountains we but I think in the scale of mountains, they're essentially just hills. This one I went up called Penavan, and it took me three attempts to actually get to the top. The first one, I kind of got three quarters of the way up before I got to the main kind of peak of it. And um, I kind of had, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I forgot about this. <laughs> so I kind of froze <laughs> on the side of the mountain. I was there for ages and I, I, I could not move. I couldn't turn around. I couldn't go forward. I couldn't go sideways. And the only mm -hmm. way that I could move again was my husband said to me, either um you move or we get mountain rescue and you've got to live with the shame of being in the daily mail <laughs> so i was like oh shit okay, well, I, better, I, I better move so that could have got me down but i know I, i'm not good with the heights well done guys i could not do that <laughs> yeah. uh, I, li I live in bedford and there uh, aren't hills here so <laughs> we're basically on like sea level flat ground and i'm safe <laughs> so, um, so today's podcast is about playlists because uh, it's like we're currently um putting together our end of year playlist of like the best songs we from 2020 which will be released at some point between uh, christmas and new year in that sort of time frame where nothing happens um yeah so me and lara sort of had a conversation last week about playlists in general and she wants to continue it so i can stop talking <laughs> yeah no it was just sort of we were talking about um, how we choose songs to go on a playlist and then in what order we would kind of get them in. And, you know, is it a case of you have one artist, you put three or four songs on a playlist, or do you choose one song to go on there and do you base the rest of the playlist on that first song you put in? Does the playlist change? So it was sort of how we order the songs, how we choose the songs to go on them in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we got the idea of the podcast. I yeah, it's basically just a really nerdy conversation where we're yeah. like, this, this could, this, <laughs> we could have a chat about this. And then I messaged Robin and Brett because they're nerds as well. And <laughs> okay. here, here we are. So um, I guess... Making a perfect mixtape or playlist is an art. 
It definitely is. Like I guess well, I guess we're all of the age where before like we had like Spotify or Apple Music playlists, we had mixtapes and mix CDs. Mm. Uh, is that I guess obviously where we all started making them like I don't think I ever really made mixtapes, but I didn't make a mixtape, but I think I I know I've recorded stuff from the radio and I, I can actually tell you, I remember which was the first, I don't know what the song was, but I know the first artist I recorded on the tape and it was in my mum's kitchen and it was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and um, I wasn't yeah. sure how it worked. Yeah. I wasn't sure like how it worked. So I pressed like record and play or whatever to kind of record it. And then my, my mum and my sister came in like after walking my dog and I was like, can you be quiet? I'm recording something. I didn't realize that it couldn't pick up sound like externally. <laughs> I learned, so it's fine. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, so like, like why, why did you start like making them, do you think? Was there reasons, like themes for them or? Um, initially, I think it was just to kind of have the songs I liked, um, like sort of to hand, I suppose, because I was like quite young. I wasn't like, old enough to go and buy my own CDs or whatever. Um, that's it. That's kind of, I think, how I started it. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, because I'm... I'm I feel like every friendship group has this, where they've got that one person who is basically DJ, regardless of everyone's music tastes. And <laughs> I thought I kind of like would like go around our friends or go on like a road trip or something, and yeah. like I've got a CD, guys. Knowing that none of them really like punk music, uh, <laughs> I would force it on them <laughs> anyway. And I guess that's where like college punk rock world comes from as well. Is like is what my need of showing people music that I really like yeah but I guess that's where I sort of started doing it and yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of like how it's kind of continued on I think as well isn't it definitely yeah, what about Robin and Brett I think I started probably for girls I don't know that <laughs> <laughs> one like I mean, solid evidence yeah I, I think yeah like mixed CDs and stuff in my life came about when I had friends or family friends that would have like tons of punk rock CDs and share them with me. And I just didn't have the, the space or the time or the energy to copy or burn all of them. So it would be a case of cool picking, picking songs and creating CDs for myself. And then from there, I would share that with my group of friends, which included Robin at the time. Um, and yeah, so I guess picking songs that I liked from like those old school punk bands that I, that I grew up listening to, to like put on a CD and completely destroy from then on. Like it was, it was the best. Brett made the best mix CDs like in high school. Like he was the, he was it. It was like, what's Brett's new mix? What's he gonna get? And then I would pretty much use it as like a one-stop shop. So I'd be like, okay, I really like track four. More like that, please. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, Brett was definitely, I, even in my speech at our wedding, I was like, my music provider. Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> he definitely. I came up with covers and he, like track lists. He made, everything. He was... made me a, um, <laughs> yeah, a burn of uh, Newfound Glory Sticks and Stones. And like everything was printed. Even the CD cover was like stuck on the CD to the point that I took it to someone's house to play it for them and they were like, that's the real thing. And I was like, no, it's not. It but we don't, but we don't contain 
condone music piracy <laughs> hey, at all. Hey, <laughs> if, we, if we could have got an actual copy of that here, we would have bought it. Anything we could find yeah. in a real CD shop, we bought. But like, yeah, being at the bottom of Africa, yeah, it's a hard line. You've got to rely on mp3.com. And, uh, but, I, uh, but I think exactly like Colin said, if you want to introduce people to a genre, it's like, here's a mix. Like, yeah. here's, a, here's, here's a bit of like pop punk, ska, mm -hmm. bit of hardcore, like throw in some gypsy punk, like, like find what you like. Um, and then hope, like, I think what you're hoping is the person's gonna say, oh, I loved th these things. Yeah. And you will yeah. be like, oh, I've got bands like over here. So it's a bit that's like, what a mix is really it's like having yeah. your, like doing your own version of like the punkaramas, isn't it? And like the fat red yeah. bumps and. Exactly, hmm. yeah. But with early songs it's like you always like. listen to those sorts of compilations like the fat compilations and punkaramas that i mean we grew, grew up with and it's like i wouldn't have picked that song i would have picked this song and so it gives you that that sense yeah. of control as well yeah and cprw records as well we'll, we'll throw that in with the, uh, the, the the legendary comps as well yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yes so like did you do you remember any other like favorites you've made like play like that was to do mixtapes to start with or mix CDs like because I I remember one of like like my group of friends like during like the summer like when we're all in college and like we went to the beach like every single Monday in the summer without fail and regardless of weather anti times we just went to the beach and like though I obviously being friendship group DJ I brought the CD it was like this we called it like, like the Beach Monday CD and it was just f filled with like must have what, what year was this, around 2003 2004 and it's just all like the like stuff like Green Day and Alistair and like all like that sort of pop punk stuff that we just I would mm -hmm. relentlessly make them listen to every Monday mm -hmm. over the summers so that they're still ingrained in my head like <laughs> all of those songs and hopefully their heads as well yeah I don't really have one that um, sticks out to me because, like you, I made quite a lot. But I do remember um, one I really got upset at that kind of went missing. I was in school and it was a I um, taped an outcome the world's rancid from my cousin's CD, and I had that in my uh, cassette player in my school bag, <laughs> and I stupidly kept it in you know the outside pocket, not the in the big main bit, the outside kind of pocket there. And someone nicked it out the back and oh. I was more upset that my rancid tape had gone missing rather than like my cassette player and my headphones and my, <laughs> my phone. I was like, oh no, I'm going to borrow the CD and tape it all again, you know. Um, but that's kind of one that I do remember um, having that went missing other than the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, hopefully the person that took it benefited. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that's true. Yeah. Did you, was it slick shoes? Yeah, was? I got mugged and I got in my, but that wasn't a mixtape. That was my actual. Yeah, it was his CD. actual CD. Yeah. He was really sad. Yeah. But anyway. Oh. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, I, I guess like for me, my mm, to, to like start with like really memorable mixtapes. I don't know. Probably I think when we started going to international festivals, like I think Fest Ten, we we created some mix mix playlists not really mm -hmm. mixtapes or cds at mm -hmm. that point because it was there were so many bands that we could see at that point mm -hmm. and it was a case of how do we even pick from a scheduling point of view and uh, obviously like outside of the bands that we really wanted to see um so we 
we would generally create massive playlists of all of the bands that sort of sounded interesting and create create that and from there like build our schedule and what it was that we wanted to see at best 10 other than oh, yeah. obvious obvious ones um so yeah i think that's the ones that sort of those are the ones that sort of stick out in my memory um because i think the mixtapes that i created in high school and like college oh like, i can't even remember but, mm. um i'll just say one that i really appreciated and it just speaks to brett is uh Last year, I bought a new car and Brett made a playlist of songs just about driving and traveling and cars <laughs> cool. for us to play the first time I drove my car, which I just thought it was like, just beautiful. Um, so that <laughs> like, don't be afraid to go theme guys. It can be really fun, <laughs> <laughs> but challenging. <laughs> So I guess like from like mixed CDs, you do then move on to like playlists on Spotify and uh, Apple Music. And but for me, getting the uh, the, re the big reason I got Spotify in the first place, so I was always very quite against Spotify because let's be honest, they're not very good to the like the musicians and bands that use their, they don't pay them very well. So now I was always very much, no, nah, Bandcamp's the best and it still is the best, but I just wish it would have a feature where you could make your own playlists yeah. to use mm -hmm. on like your phone and stuff, which I guess you can if you download all the music onto your phone, but that takes up space. Um, yeah, so I basically got Spotify for the playlist features, like so I could build my own and I've been, obviously, we do loads on uh, Colin's Punk Rock World, but... Um, yeah, obviously do, they do the curated uh, curated playlists as well. But like, what are your thoughts on those kind of things? Um, I think like generally playlists. I don't know. I'm a bit. It's, it's good size and bad size, right? I mean, like on the good the good side of it, it's. I think any as long as um and I read about it earlier. As long as like an artist, the sound fits the criteria that you're listening to, the chance of them getting on. Uh, being suggested in a playlist for you to listen to is is as equal as kind of any artist on there um but obviously the problem is you're on the, you're gonna be on this massive playlist you might skip the song and you know when the place is like super super long it's so easy to lose a song like because you can just like zone out or whatever unless the song really catches you um and also like it kind of feeds into that kind of one hit kind of wonder kind of mentality as well where you might listen to that one song but you won't then go on and become like more of a fan of the artist because that's kind of the mentality it's encouraging i guess um but saying that i found loads of bands that i've, I've kind of fallen in love with um from playlists that have been suggested to me or made for me so um yeah i don't know i'm in kind of both camps with it i guess yeah i think they're good and bad okay <laughs> yeah yeah they do definitely have like their advantage i think yeah with um like for bands it's the probably the best way to get exposure at the moment obviously cause you can't yeah. get the, especially because yeah. there are obviously many 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 bands so yeah. and you don't have gigs and stuff do you you can sort of put your music out there at the moment yeah yeah that's but, it yeah i mean i think you make a really good point about the worrying thing whenever one song is picked, right, is, you know, some bands, sure, a lot of their songs sound quite similar, but a lot can actually come down to, yeah, which song has made it onto the playlist, you know, um, 
So, you know, I think uh, definitely great for discovering, but like, I think really bad if you're just kind of sticking with playlists all the time, because yeah. then you're not actually getting the kind of whole picture. Mm. Um, and I think I agree with you, like in terms of Spotify, that is like, I think it's main feature is that Spotify mm. is so good at recommendations. Yeah, their recommendation engine is, yeah. is insane. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that, that is the really amazing thing. Um, but I think, I suppose just to pee on back on what Colin was saying, like I think go check out the whole band and then like go, go support them in all the other ways that you like, can go um, and support them. But that's just such a great way to like find something new. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like the the curated playlists, I mean, you've got to know that they're not created in general, they're not created by some human, right? So they're created mm -hmm. by an algorithm that's picking songs at random by bands that other people that listen to the similar music to you are are listening to. So sometimes <clears throat> like they can be like weird choices. Like it's not the hits <laughs> or it could yeah. be the hit. <clears throat> But like it could be a live, oh my voice is going weird, um, like a live version of a song and it just doesn't fit. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so yeah, sometimes it can be a bit random and it just like sort of takes you out of the whole, the whole uh, sort of like, uh, what's the, like the zone of listening to something new or, or finding something new. Oh yeah. Uh, so I've totally like, been in, in a playlist and I've been like, this is good. And then like, it goes a weird like yeah. <laughs> diversion. And I'm like, why am I listening to like hard, like hardcore hip hop? Like I was in like a pop punk place <laughs> and I've landed here and this like, it's, it, yeah, it's not my vibe right now. Yeah um so yeah and then that can kind of take you out of it as well yeah there's a playlist a good playlist flows nicely right it's yeah like, it's got yeah. a good sequencing can, can i ask a, a question in terms of when you guys go into those playlists so say spotify is like your daily mix <clears throat> do you just hit play or do you hit random on the daily mix i tend to just hit play um, because I don't really know what it's going to suggest to me. Um, but generally, if I know what's on a playlist, I do just click shuffle, yeah. I never, ever listen to the, like, the Spotify curated ones, because <laughs> I have a million of, like, uh, my own ones we, we've made, or I'm reviewing something when I'm listening to music. And, mm. I like, and for me, when I want to discover a new band, personally, I prefer Bandcamp to do that on the Discovery. Well, I, like yeah. to, I like to put the work in. But I just, I've got my... Um, <laughs> Spotify like made for you page up here and what have we got what am I looking for uh, in that's, my good, that's actually a good good idea we should look look at compare yeah. Spotify and Apple yeah, made got, for you what are we looking for oh my summer rewind yeah I got like six daily mixes apparently yeah and they're all different yeah all different kind of genres I guess slightly We'll go with Daily Mix 1 and see who we've got. Oh, time's running out. Um, we'll have to add in a minute. My Daily Mix 1 is weird. We've got Latterman. Kid you not. Good Modern one. Music Industry. <laughs> American <laughs> Television. The Eradicator. Then My Chemical Romance. Nice. <laughs> then That's a weird one in, in this mix, but... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> 
What's happened? Why are we woeing? What's going on? My favorite mix consists of Dear Landlord, Pulley, Banner Pilot, Flatliners, Streetlight, Bump Ups, Reconciler, and mm. some more. Yeah, I've got that's like. Good, that's a pretty good mix, actually. I, I will listen to that. <laughs> Mine's kind of weird. I've got like Screech and Weasel next to the Wonder Years and Rival Schools. So I don't know what's, what's going on with that one. That's kind of weird. That's, that's pretty diverse. It is. It is. But I thought they would have maybe put, I don't know, rival schools on a different one that's a bit more rival schoolsy. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I've got Avril Lavigne. From nice. sort of uh, Broadway calls through Brian Fallon to make war to war and woman. It's kind of like best, your best of 2020 so far. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Spanish love songs. Um, there's a bit of Reviver, some Lagwagon. Nice. Kid you not, didn't make my list, but it was still excellent. No spoilers. Spoilers, Robin. We, we're not releasing <laughs> your top 10 until next week. Um, I actually found um, Reviver through a playlist that was made for me. So that's a fun little um, comment cool. on that one. Yeah, I only found them like this year. My cousin lives in Taiwan. He saw them play out there a few years ago and he sent it over to me. I was like, oh, these guys are awesome. And also you lead on to what else they've kind of done. So I was like, oh yeah, they're part of like a bigger thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, like the Reviver sort of family tree and how that spreads. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But it's awesome. The talent where that just like stems from like Latterman and then just yeah. goes up down and out and yeah but i, I do wish reviver would do some more stuff oh uh, <laughs> yeah yeah definitely if, they're, if you're listening yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so i guess we're gonna take a quick one second break before zoom times us out and we'll be back in a second um we usually do an advert um cprw records is still a thing and please go and buy stuff and support the charities in January, we are releasing Hidden Gems 2, which is our sort of, like we, last year we did Hidden Gems and it was essentially bands that have around 300 likes on Facebook and putting them out to the world. So yeah, we're way on, we're well on the way with getting Hidden Gems 2 done. So that'll be out in January and yeah, and we'll see you in a second. Right, uh, welcome back to part two of the uh, Collins Punk Rock World playlist. We're still talking about playlists because only 30 seconds has passed in the real recording world of this. So, yeah, so when, like, obviously, we all like, like to make playlists. Do you have like, what reasons do you have for like making playlists? Do you? Um, mine is to, um, I think, like most of us, just share it with other people. Um, I do listen obsessively when I'm making the playlist, and I listen to it over and over and over and over again. But then once I've sent it out to people, I don't usually listen to it again. I'll be on to like making the next playlist. Um, and I used to on my Spotify, on my sorry, not on Spotify, on my Instagram, I used to make like a weekly playlist of like what I've been listening to that week, and I used to kind of name it based on sort of what the uh, maybe like what the genre was, I guess. Um, so I would kind of like obsessively listen to those and not listen to them again. But um, it kind of, it, it stressed me out a lot because I kind of got really obsessive about it. And I was like, it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. So I stopped doing it. <laughs> I was, so that's all I was doing all week. I wasn't listening to anything I wanted to um, other than that. So yeah, that's why I make them is more to um, share with other people. But I do tend to listen more to playlist people have sent me than I make myself. 
It's a long-winded way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm similar. The time that I've spent making a playlist is generally like, like I had a colleague at work and she named a couple bands and I was like, oh, I, I definitely have a few other things that you'll like. And I made a playlist for her. Um, but that was more towards her taste. So it's probably not something I'm going to go back and listen to. Or I'll make for Brett uh, something that I think he'll like or maybe based on memories that we have. We were both really dorky for our 10 year anniversary. Both made each other a list, a, a playlist. <laughs> that was our gift oh. to each other. Um, I think I did a song per year. Yeah. I did 10 songs, a song per year. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, very often with other people in mind. Um, but then, yeah, sometimes for myself, generally for things that I'm going to be doing. So, um, yeah, like, so, like a, maybe like a running playlist or a workout playlist, something to get me like really pumped, um, something up tempo. Uh, but yeah, I think also often, often with other people in mind. Yeah, I, I, think... oh, I was going to say, I very seldomly make playlists for other people, especially at work. I mean, I know that most of the people at work are not going to like the music that I like. So I'm not even going to bother. I make most of my playlists for Robin. Oh. Um, and yeah, but I also like obsess over them. It's got like the flow has to be right. I think the last playlist I made was for when we were going to come to MPF 2020. Um, and it's like, everything has to be right. And it takes me weeks to do it. So it <laughs> takes me ages to, to do it. So the, I don't do it very often. It's amazing. Um, but, but generally it works out. Um, and for, for myself, I don't ever make playlists for myself. Uh, yeah, because I usually, if I want to listen to like a playlisty type thing, I'll just click shuffle on my on my songs, and mm. I trust my own music taste. <laughs> Do you have like an optimum length of a playlist? Do you think that's the right amount of songs to have? Uh, sure, that's a hard one. I guess it depends mm. on what the, what the playlist is. Like mm. when we did that, our ten-year playlists, obviously ten songs is a is a good good thing and then a bonus song or bonus track just for old school vibes um yeah but yeah when, when i turned 21 brett made me a play songs. a playlist for 21 songs yeah. um but yeah i mean if if i was gonna make like a playlist to drive six hours i'd make it yeah like as long as i possibly could um six but hours if is I was probably enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I was gonna make something, yeah, for like a person, then I'm probably gonna be very specific, mm. and it's gonna be like max like 45 minutes. I'm not really gonna expect them to sit mm. much more than that. I think they'll get a bit bored or just feel like, oh, this is insane. I can't yeah. possibly get into this. See, yeah. I would go with like for length, for like if it's like a, a short, because I've got a couple of absolutely massive playlists where I just sort of whack on shuffle and go about my business. But like if it's like a themed playlist, I tend to aim for like 80 minutes because that's what you'd have on what, like when you'd burn one on a CD. Or, yeah. I can't let go of the past. Yeah, I remember uh, those days yeah. when, when space and time was limited. It's like, this is about 25 <laughs> songs. Yeah. Sometimes you pick the shorter song on one album so you could fit in <laughs> the long song on the other one, yeah. Essentially, the decline has never been put on a playlist. 
No. No. It's a playlist in itself. That's that that's a dedicated moment you're taking right there. Um, what else have we got on my list of words? Uh like yeah, do you what do you think like are the the downsides of playlists? Especially like curated ones. Um, I think like I was um the only kind of points I've got down is sort of like what I mentioned earlier is how it's easy to sort of lose if you're not fully zoned in or if you've zoned, like if you if you've got something else in your mind, it's easy to to miss a song and miss an artist that you'd really like. But also um, how it's sort of, I don't know, like, I don't want to get too deep on it and be like, is it changing the way we listen to music or anything? Because it is so easy just to stream one song now. Um, but I think it's like the, the concern, I don't even know if it's a concern, I think, because obviously we probably all grew up at the time where you, you found a band and you loved that, that band. It wasn't just that song that you'd love. Um, so then you go and you get the merch, you go and get the CD, you go and like support them on tour or whatever. Um, but I think it's easier now to just not do that because you can just press next. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Definitely, and yeah. uh, although it's great for exposure, um, I think the downside to that is it's so easy to just like people to not respect kind of that you've done, like you yeah. put a song out there, you know? Yeah. I guess because there is so much, there's a lot of, you can just listen to something and throw it away and never remember it again because there's oh, yeah. like so much choice and yeah. options now. Yeah. It's probably... Is it weird to say there's too much option because it's great there's loads yeah. and loads of bands putting out lots of great music but yeah yeah definitely I, easy, I agree with that very easy to guess get lost in the shuffle that's the best way of putting it yeah that's it that's probably a better way of putting it definitely definitely which well, my thing i i because you see a lot of on um, like the facebook groups and stuff like people say hey what please be in our play who wants to be in our playlist uh, like and you get all these bands obviously coming in and and then, hey, our band would love to be in this playlist. I wonder if there gets a bit of like competitiveness amongst the mm -hmm. other bands because they, they obviously know the best way to get exposure at the moment is these playlists. Then mm. I do like, is there, will there be, or oh, jealousy maybe? It's like, oh, how come that band's been put in this? Like, especially, I suppose, the Spotify curated ones, especially, like, because they're the ones that obviously the bigger yeah. ones. So I think yeah, everyone's it's still a community, right? So everyone should be working for the community rather than like individually mm. create I, competitive environment kind of sucks. Yeah, well, I think like with the uh, like the UK DIY scene, it is very very like everyone looks out for each other. If someone does well, everyone sort of pats them on the back. That doesn't. I mean, if there's any jealousy, it mm. is behind closed doors, which. But hope, I wouldn't imagine there's a lot, which is a good thing. But, yeah. Um, I suppose, it, but it can always become political. Like, who's who's included and, and who's not? Who deserves the extra airtime? Who doesn't? And I suppose you want to try and just avoid getting going down that hole. Because in the end, as you say, the best is just to kind of lift everyone up. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. You like to think if a band has been put on a playlist, then obviously people, if they like that band, they'll go to the bands that like Spotify recommends are similar in taste mm. to them, yeah. which hopefully then obviously um, like will spread the love for everyone rather than just the one band. Because I often... I guess, the... Yeah, the, the biggest issue like around those curated playlists are that they are created by like algorithms. Mm. Have you just died? <laughs> <laughs> You've gone. <laughs> 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 
That's what the noise I'm getting. <laughs> yep. Oh dear. <laughs> we'll keep all this there. This is just funny. Mixy. Mixy. Oh no, why? Are we back? Are we back? You're, yeah, you're, look back. You're back. Hopefully, yep, yes. in the recording, that picked up what you were saying clearly. <laughs> <laughs> what I was getting was this. So what was that, Brett? <laughs> I was saying, like, the curated playlists on Spotify are created by algorithms. And I think that takes away from the, like, the history of mixtapes and mixed CDs being personal, personal <laughs> and created by humans for other humans. And so yeah. like the curated playlists takes away from that entirely. So as useful and as convenient as they are, because I mean, we all find new music and really cool things through that. It's, it still takes away from that personal aspect. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing and for me. And that's where something like, you know, Collins Punk Rock World like totally comes in. Cause you have someone who's like, I listen yeah, yeah, to like, lots of different music, you know, like, and you know, the playlist that, that we'll put together, that's lots of people saying like, this is what I would recommend, something that you would really enjoy, yeah. um, that I would recommend to my friends. Yeah, exactly. So I think it brings back that personal, mm element yeah. to it yeah i think like without sort of uh, uh tooting on our own horns too much like i think the playlists we make like our monthly ones they're quite good because they are very varied in because like, like we all have different like favorite songs like or different types of punk that we enjoy the most so when we put those playlists together they do tend to be quite varied so say if i'd like put a scar song on and then brett puts the skate punk song on like Someone who would listen to the Scar song wouldn't necessarily always go look, check out a skate punk song, but if they've if it's on a shuffle or it's just their next song, they go, oh, this is all right as well, or this is terrible, yeah, depending yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Then they might go, oh, Scar, but and they'd be wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so playlists I like like I like are brilliant in that aspect because you can have the uh is the best way is a very good way of finding new music and yeah yeah it is a good day going off to what you were saying brett about the algorithms interestingly my cousin sent me a playlist i think he got too lazy to kind of make his own one for me because we usually send sort of one a month um over to each other um but he was like oh, i made this playlist for you um it's essentially just all the songs spotify have recommended me and I listened to it and I was like, this is exactly the same that they've recommended me as well, because we're obviously listening to the same music. So it's, it is yeah. obviously just that there's no personalization really in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've just got two of the same playlists now on my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you send it back and oh, yeah, just it's keep the back exact and same songs. <laughs> and he's like, have you listened to my playlist? And I'm like, no, uh, what? <laughs> Don't do that. Um, yeah, I think... I think we've maybe exhausted playlists now. Um, have you got any favourite playlists at the moment you're enjoying that you've made? Or, um, I mean, I've got the one I listen to every almost every day is my running playlist. It's about four hours long, which isn't that long really, but I do add to it all the time. Um, but it is on shuffle, and I only like I'll run maybe an hour, so I don't get to listen to the same songs every day. Um, so I like by default that's my favourite because that's what I play all the time. 
Um, but like I said, I don't really listen to my own playlists. Um, it's usually what other people make for me I listen to. Yeah. I'll just say same. I, I have <laughs> different running playlists. I have like fun running. Like I just want to enjoy myself and I have like, I want to like go f my fastest time today. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of human project on that list. Uh, they're my like number one running band. Um, so I have like, I probably have about five or six running playlists that I sh kind of shuffle through. Um, mm. And that's probably what I listen to most. Yeah, for sure. I think my playlist of the moment is songs of 2020. I have that I created for Collins Punk Rock World and I guess just myself. And then my Christmas music, that's pretty much what I'm listening to at the moment, if I'm going to playlist and not an album. Yeah, that's what we've been listening to on holiday. Yeah. The best of 2020 and Christmas. Oh, not, not awesome. best of 2020, Brett's 2020. Yeah. There's some Robin in there There's too. some Robin in there as well. <laughs> Is that what you sent me for the, um, the massive end of year playlist? Yeah. With the, yeah, pretty much. With Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a bad That's influence on Emma. You're a bad influence on Emma. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got a couple, like, I've got, I spoke about this one, I think, on the previous playlist. So I've got my Bands I've Seen Live playlist, which has been, which is basically from every gig I've been to, I put, like, a song from each band I've seen at that gig on this massive playlist. And I found that's been really good during like this year, especially because it's obviously a playlist that's attached with loads of memories. So if I'm like, I miss things, I can put this on. I can be like, oh, I remember when this happened and it was a fun time. And so that's one I use. And I've got, I made a massive Scar playlist earlier in the year, which is a lot of songs. I forget how many now, but I, that's a, just a fun one to have one just to put you in a good mood as well. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's the playlists podcast bit done and we also thought because this is the uh or robin thought because i don't like christmas but uh but robin thought uh because this is going to be our last playlist before christmas or podcast even before christmas too many peas that we'd talk about some like our favorite christmas songs as well uh, as this is robin's bright idea over to robin <laughs> <laughs> take it away robin <laughs> Um, so I think there's, there's obviously like lots of punk bands who have done like covers of, of Christmas songs. And I think we'll all have ones that we like more or, or less uh, than others. Um, I think probably that like, I think both of us still go back to all the time. If, uh, anyone is still listening to Reliant K. Uh, they did a really lovely uh, two sort of Christmas albums, although one is sort of the deluxe version of, of the first. Mm. Um, and they, you know, just to me, those are very, very fun, very well put together, very, uh, um, yeah, really, really great Christmas albums. I'm trying to think of a favorite song on those. Uh, yeah, they do a fun and, and they, they have a fun uh, satirical one called Santa Claus is Thumbing to Town, which is basically Santa's having to like, like hitchhike. Um, 
because he, yeah. he lost his sled and, and reliant k humor reliant k humor like it's it's just fun it's it's a favorite but probably those two albums those come out every year without fail bad religions christmas songs no oh no our internet is on are we still again. here you're still yeah. here bad religions christmas oh great album. <laughs> Kettenberg Bay Internet. It's not, uh, not the stable. Best. It's uh, home. Uh, anyway, TripAdvisor. Yeah. Bad religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Bad Religion's Christmas album strangely made up of a lot of hymns, which you would have thought it would be a lot of secular songs, but a lot of sort of more churchy sort of Christmas hymns, um, which... Yeah, in interesting choice, but works really well. I mean, that's a good album. I mean, you can't argue with bad religion. Can't argue with bad religion. No. <laughs> um, but I think what you like, some like I'm, I, I like both, but I do like a little bit of like secular fun Christmas songs. I think I prefer prefer it when bands come up with their own like Christmas songs, like Link with "I Won't Be Home" and. Like the new We oh, Are The Union is really X, good. Xmas from Xmas New Found from Glory. Glory. The new We Are The like, Union song. No effects. Xmas has been X. Like, yeah. Like those are like more like, I don't know, original mm. songs, not traditional. Like those are the, the Christmas songs. Like bands that take elements of Christmas songs, like the bells or like we always try and spot like how... How to make any song Christmas, right? You just add those bells. Sleigh bells. You just <laughs> need sleigh bells. Sleigh bell and you're and there. Like a, 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 a jaunty melody, tune. Like yeah. Some like really good melody. And it's a Christmas song. It doesn't matter what you're singing about. It can be a Christmas song. Um, so I think I prefer those kinds of songs to the more traditional hymn type songs. Yeah, I just got up a, the a traditional a, covers rather yeah. of those hymns. Yeah. I just got up a playlist of like Christmas punk and I'm just looking through now. It's got like Goldfinger of Dan Rudolph, The Red Nosed Reindeer. There's a couple of Masked Intruder songs, Under the Mistletoe, Silent Night. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones, This Time of Year. I, like, I know that oh, one. Oh, Masked Intruder is great. Uh, what we got? <laughs> around here. Yeah, no effects. Uh, Descendants have got Christmas Vacation. Um, Newfound Glory, December's Here. Do you know that one? Uh, that's not a great one. Is it not? Okay. Do Xmas rather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Real Big Fish, Carol of the Beers. <laughs> Obviously, you got Vandal. Uh, <laughs> Oi to the World. Oi to the World. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Classic. No, no doubt have made more famous. Uh, what else we got? Ramones, uh, Merry Christmas, the War is Over. That's a good one because it's the Ramones. That's a good one. Oh, there's another new like, glory one. Snow. Raise your name, Fairy Tale of New York as well. Yeah. That feel, I feel like that's a song that's been covered a lot. Um, Treehouse Fire, they've yes. done like a reggae version of that, which is really the only oh, the wow. problem. The, the big shame with that is that is you don't have the uh, dual vocalist. You just got oh, what's the guy from uh, Treehouse Fire's name? Sam. Um, yeah, he's he sings both parts, so that's a bit of a shame. Uh, but yeah. Do you know Treehouse Fire, Lara? They're from. Uh, mm -mm. Your neck of the woods are Wales. I think they're from Swansea. No way. No, I haven't heard of them. <laughs> oh, just like a reggae band who come to South London a lot. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Chuck Reagan did a good cover with uh, Fairy Tale New York as well with uh, Emily Barker. 
who's like a folk oh, singer oh, who was on the uh, Re Revival tour. It is. I'm going to add that to our playlist we'll immediately. I'm not sure it's on. I for some somehow got an MP3 of it and I gave it to Emma and she has uploaded it to YouTube. So if you might be able to find it there, you'll see Emma, Emma's name underneath okay. as the upload. Um, but I don't know if it's actually on any of the streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my chemical romance. Yeah, well, we'll have a look. All yeah, I want for Christmas is you. YouTube. That's quite... A lot of punk bands have done Christmas songs. I can't say I've ever heard of My Chemical Romance before. No. I think yeah. I know that. There's one. a lot. They love it. There's a lot. There we go. But do you have like favorite traditional Christmas songs? While we're here, let's not worry oh, about punk easy. anymore. Yeah, so Wizards, the um, Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, absolute classic. Nice. Um, love that one. But going, <laughs> just going to quickly mention the, the punk. With the, I, my favorite one is uh, Ruben's um, Christmas is Awesome. Um, from like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. I don't know when it was out. Um, that's a really good one as well. That's a lot of fun. It's got sleigh bells at the start, but that's like the only Christmassy bit to it. But it's it's a lot of fun. I'd recommend that one. Um, but yeah, Wizard, I think, is my favourite non uh, my favorite traditional non-punk Christmas song. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw one. Me First and the Gimme's yeah, Gimme Gimme's cover that once. Oh, really? Yeah, which was good mm -hmm. fun. Obviously, it was around Christmas because it would have been weird otherwise. But um... <laughs> yeah. In South, this is probably going to make me look really, really ignorant, uh, and I apologise now. But in South Africa, do you have like, you know, like Wizard and stuff like that? Like, were, were they more UK? Like, is, I think that's more UK. I, I, don't, I yeah. don't know. Wizard or, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to sing it because no, the world doesn't need no. to hear that. But um, <laughs> yeah. um we have. Uh, where is Boney in from? Are they South African? No. I don't know. No, I don't think Every so. South African pretty much has a copy of Boney M's Christmas. I think that's like mandatory. Yeah. They, they revoke <laughs> your citizenship if you don't own that. Um, <laughs> that's that. And then I suppose, yeah, we have all the, all the traditional ones. No, do you have a favorite? No, I couldn't, couldn't pick one. Oh, maybe like jingle bells. Maybe like, no. <laughs> Something like Deck the Halls is pretty jolly and it's like get your stuff out, like get ready for like a good time. That's that's a pretty good that's one. That's a song from Home Alone. That's that's a cool one. Oh, that's um Oh Holy Night or Carol of the Bells. Carol of the Bells. The of I'm gonna Bells? pick with that I'm gonna pick that one. Carol of the Bells Carol is good. Bell. That's solid. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Just watch Home oh. Alone. Um, yeah, you probably know it, I think, if you hear it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. do plan on watching Home Alone at some point. Christ do a really lovely cover of uh, Carol of the Bells. Oh, cool. Yeah. That yeah. I would recommend. So I'm a big fan of uh, Stop <laughs> the Cavalry. I think that's the best Christmas song. That is a good one. Just because it's just really stupid Stop and the catchy. Cavalry. Yeah. It's da 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 dum dum da 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 dum like that. It's just a fun holly. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll go look that up. There's definitely a culture distinction that I'm picking up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know, I even know if I know who like does it, but I just it comes on like at work over because they're playing Christmas songs at the moment, and I'm so thankful I work outside of the shop. Um, <laughs> I, only have to, I, I only have to hear bits of it, but that one comes on. I'll like, I like if I'm indoors, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this one, and everyone's just like, oh, I hate you, Colin. But uh, when I when I worked uh, in retail at the bookstore, I worked at a bookstore, 
I made us a Christmas playlist and it was basically all like punk and rock and like <laughs> indie covers. And I, but it was, we had to play Christmas music and it was the only mix we had. So we played it every day. And it's like, I think like, there was like the Amberlynn one was mm. on there and there were like a bunch of others that now if they come on, I actually struggle to listen to them because- You heard them so I heard many it times. For like a month straight through December and it was horrific. <laughs> so we were, I was talking with someone at work the other day and I was like, has there actually been a new Christmas song in the last 30 years that still played like every single year? Um, yeah. I've like the darkness, but I don't I think that's... I should say the darkness, yeah, but... I've not heard that come on at work yet, but... No, do you know, I haven't heard it. Only on like my Christmas playlist I've heard it, yeah. Do you not know who the darkness are? are you, you're looking stuck. We, we, we know the band. Okay, good. We believe in a thing called love, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we haven't heard a new Christmas song from them. No. That's that a good point. I don't know. That was a good Christmas song, to be fair. Yeah. And that, I don't think we, like, because in the UK, like, Christmas number one was always such a massive thing. And then X Factor ruined it. Um, well, apparently, that, that Rubin song, um, Christmas is Awesome, was supposed to, uh, they tried to get it, uh, a campaign going to get it as Christmas number one. Um, but, yeah, but when it was um, entered into the charts or, or entered into the race or whatever, there was some, like, admin fuck up with it. Um, so it was actually kind of disqualified and kind of taken out of the running for Christmas number one, which is a shame. <laughs> Can you imagine oh. if that was number one? That'd be mental. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Rage Against the Machine managed it, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they did. <laughs> which was incredible. I don't even like Rage Against the Machine that much, but I was like, go on. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's a wonderful poetry to a band like Rage Against the Machine being number one at Christmas when like the commercial machine is in like full flow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty great. So what I, like, obviously this year has been a disaster from pretty much March to now. And like, I, one of the things that made me really happy was when um, obviously Rage Against the Machine are probably one of the most political bands ever. And Dawong was kicking off at them for getting involved in politics. Oh yes, I <laughs> saw like, that tweet. <laughs> your, this band's name is Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like like anti-flag always seems to get stick as well for like going against the government it's like yeah like every every <laughs> facebook post or tweet that they that they have has some naysayers stay out around. of politics like, what are you doing in politics it's like dude read a lyric also <laughs> everything is political yeah. this idea that you want to try and separate politics from your life is like a false idea yeah um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is always kind of funny. People want to live in blissful, mm. yeah, removed from that. Right, right now, we'll step away from that before we get bleak, because this is the last, <laughs> this is our, our, our last, I guess this is going to be our last one of the year, and as we say, it has been a pretty poor year, to put it mildly. Um, but like, so 2021's coming. I'm putting this um, on you now. Um, I'm prepared. Uh, what are you looking forward to in like 2021? Something hopeful and exciting. Going to shows, hopefully. <laughs> That's my main one. Yeah. Traveling yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Best 19 for us, or for me anyway, hopefully. Yeah. For you, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. So about you. you make it sound like Robin might come. 
oh, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hang um, out with you there, Brett. Yeah, I think, yeah, being in sweaty venues with stale beards, uh, you know, that would, that would be great. I miss mm. even those, those things. Um, and I, there's already like new music from next year that I'm anticipating uh, that bands have already announced. So, you know, they haven't been sitting idle. Uh, mm. You know, m music is being made probably as we speak right now. So Taylor Swift will release another three, another four three, albums. four, five. Yeah. She might. Yeah. Um, I was thinking specifically because uh, when I was putting together my list, like Drones are releasing a new album in January, and I was like, ah. Now I will, I'm, I have to like earmark it because like sometimes things that come out in January get lost by the time you get to December of 2021. Yeah. And I was like, mm. no, I will note this one. Yeah. Um, I'm already like, ah, oh, new music, new stuff. So that'll that, be great. Yeah, that was the problem with uh, Spanish love songs this year. Because it was released in like, was it January or February? And we're doing our lists for the uh, top tens. I was like, oh yeah, that came out this year. <laughs> it seems like such yeah. a long time yeah. ago. But then you've also got the bands like like, like Lester Jake or Red City Radio who just released it like the very end of the year. Not thinking of us blog people who are doing their end of year lists and that will have to like delay to see if it's brilliant or not. And it's made it very stressful for me. Yeah. I don't think Red City Radio would have made that. Uh, cool. Well, I think we'll we'll uh, wrap this up now because we're getting the remaining meeting time things pop up again. Eventually, I will just decide to pay lots of money for Zoom and not have to blag bits. But um, <laughs> um, I guess from uh, Colin's punk rock world uh, standpoint, thank you everyone who has been uh, reading and watching and checking out the playlist, checking out the CPRW records comps, donating to charity. So, I mean, this year hasn't been the easiest for us in the way of, one, productiveness and uh, content because we haven't had gigs to write about for one thing. And I personally haven't, because obviously everything that's been going on this year, I didn't want to like harass people for top tens or other sort of content like that. I have lately been harassing Lara to come on podcasts quite a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, it's fine. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Lara is now in the member of the CPRW podcast team. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, thanks. For, uh, next year, we're, every year we try and get bigger and better, and next year we'll be the same, and well, hopefully we'll just get back to the sort of 2019 levels of gigs and stuff to write about. But that'll be a pleasure. And um, I guess Merry Christmas. I suppose. <laughs> sure. That must have been hard for you. <laughs> just, you just got it out. Well, the, the time um, we're recording, this has still got 10 days to go, so you don't want to find yeah. that too many out. I suppose, yeah, Merry Christmas and hopefully 2021 is going to bring all the good things we, we hope for and a bit of relief from, from everything we've had to deal with this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been a difficult year, isn't it? So hopefully next will be better. Um, in Welsh, Christmas, Merry Christmas is Nadolig Flowen. If you wanted to give it a go, you're welcome to. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I yeah, struggled so enough Flauen. saying, you're <laughs> fast oh, the other week. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's fine. You tried. It's all good. Yeah. What, what, is, what is Christmas in South African? Um, Christmas. 
We have 11 official languages, so... 11? One? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Afrikaans is Robin's... Uh, I, can't I can't think what it is in Afrikaans. Caspius mm, or something. Yeah, it, so Christmas is Caspius. Yeah, there you go. Um, that seems unnecessary spoken <laughs> as a very ignorant english man who barely can speak his own language 11 seems <laughs> far too many right um yeah so we're just rambling and talking nonsense now um so yeah merry christmas happy new year stay safe and we'll see you next year Bye-bye. take care thanks everyone see you thank you bye